A little more information about David, my guest today. He's a three-time Inc. Magazine 5000 Growth Company winner. He's a TEDx speaker. He's an adjunct professor at Rochester or University of Rochester. Uh, he's the author of several business and college planning books. Can't wait to get his take on college. Do we send our kids to college? Do we teach them to be entrepreneurs? This is a guy, an entrepreneur who started seven different entrepreneurial ventures from scratch. His book, Crash and Learn. This is the Not Your Average Joe Show, where each week we bring you sales, marketing, and mindset strategies you need to get to your next level. And now, here's your host, international business mentor, Joe Soto. A little more information about David, my guest today. He's a three-time Inc. Magazine 5000 Growth Company winner. He's a TEDx speaker. He's an adjunct professor at Rochester or University of Rochester. Uh, he's the author of several business and college planning books. Can't wait to get his take on college. Do we send our kids to college? Do we teach them to be entrepreneurs? This is a guy, an entrepreneur who started seven different entrepreneurial ventures from scratch. His book, Crash and Learn, uh, is a smorgasbord of lessons told by different guest authors in his book, sharing their kind of overcoming adversity and turning adversity into opportunity success stories. So really excited. I, I have Thomas, to say, thanks so, for being here. I have to say that my book is we're going to talk about is called crash and learn. And I think, <laughs> and so uh, we just crashed and learned a little bit. So it's perfect. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So if I put it here, there it is, right? There's the book. For those oh, what, of you guy, that are, what a guy. Thank you. Thank for, you. For those of you that are watching the live stream. Now I normally, uh, for people who know me and follow the show, I, I own a lot of books and, and I'm a seeker of wisdom and always trying to figure stuff out and learn from all the greats out there. Um, this is a this is actually a book I read on my Kindle uh, and loved it, loved the stories. I already shared with everyone that your book, not only did it, did it rise to the top of Amazon's bestsellers list, but it's full of really inspiring stories. And a couple of them really hit home with me. A couple of them I was really able to relate to. Uh, but right now, you know, we're, we're in turbulent times and, you know, I think turning adversity into opportunity is a great topic. Uh, a lot of my audience are independent uh, marketing consultants and uh, coaches, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and would love to get some insight because I like interviewing people who interview a lot of people on these subjects, which you do, which your book kind of came out of from uh, it sounds like from a lot of the interviews and relationships that you've had and hearing some of these success stories. And what I like about the book is that David does a really great job of, of, of sharing the, the story of these people in the book, but then also they lay out their, uh, you know, four or five or, you know, three or four or five uh, action items or uh, kind of takeaways fr from each chapter, which I really loved. And I was able to make a lot of notes based on that when I originally read it. And then I'm like, you know, I just want to get David on here so he can share some of this. So, David, first of all, I did give a little bit of your bio, but, you know, I said, you know, over the last 25 years, you started seven businesses from scratch before now, taking the time to inspire people through your, the Gonzo Experience podcast, which is very good, everyone, and everyone should subscribe to that podcast. It's called the Gonzo Experience. Is that, am I got that right? Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, I, I recently, one of the ones I recently heard was um, Shep's, Shep, uh, uh, Shep, I can. Shep Hyken's uh, new book coming out, I'll Be Back. 
And uh, that was a terrific, terrific interview. So, but give everybody a little bit of background on that, like seven businesses from scratch. Tell us a little bit about your background. And then if you don't mind, I have some, you know, very targeted questions for us to kind of rapid fire get through over the next 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for that intro. Even when I couldn't hear or listen to it, I'm sure it was a fantastic joke. And, uh, but um, no, so I had graduated college way back in 1991. And I uh, went into the real world for a little while for about three years. And I uh, uh, was in uh, radio sales. And, uh, um, you know, had the like my boss just didn't like having a boss and had that constant itch to uh, just start my own quote unquote empire. And uh, so, uh, you know, with, while I still had the job, I was thinking about what that would be. Right. And um, I, I kind of looked at what I like doing anyway. And I looked at my hobbies, you know, uh, loved helping young people with their future. Right. I was on the uh, volunteer for a junior achievement. Um, I was a volunteer for the big brother, big sister program, took out a little, you know, high school kid uh, once a week. Um and, and, and then also this camp for kids with cancer. So I, you know, volunteered there as well. So I obviously liked helping young people. Um, and then I also, when I was in college, I ran the college newspaper and I loved it. Now, you know, keep in mind, this is the 80s and 90s when print was still viable, right? And uh, I was a columnist for our college newspaper. So yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was a columnist and I also sold advertising as well. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. And uh, so I decided in 1995 to um, you know, quit my real job and start a magazine. So I started a magazine called Next Step. And the whole idea was to help high school students with college career and life planning. And what we did is we gave it out for free in bulk to all the uh, high schools in Rochester, New York, my hometown. Cool. And we sold ads to make our money, mostly colleges, banks for student loans, the military, right? And um, made a profit. So then we went to Buffalo and Syracuse, our two neighboring cities. Then we went to all New York State the following year. And we started making some real good money. And then I ended up uh, franchising it. And lo and behold, a few years later, we sold franchises in every state. We were in all 50 states. We were reaching about uh, 3 million high school students per year Wow! Um, in about 20,000 high schools. And, uh, and what I had done is, you know, my entrepreneurial ADHD is, you know, I'd get to a certain level and I'd want to start something new. So I started, you know, uh, creating separate businesses around uh, the magazine. So I started a student loan company. I started a retail center for college and career planning. I started an online school. I started another magazine for high school guidance counselors. Um, and those were just some of them, right? Um, so we did really well. You know, we we were an Inc. magazine, you know, fastest growing 5,000 company three years in a row. We were a Rochester top 100 company. Lots of awards for our content, which really meant the most to me. Um, it was a great ride, but you know, that damn digital revolution started to, to really, you know, pound us and it, it just started a nosedive. So we ended up going all online, like a lot of magazines and newspapers have. Um, and then I sold it because it wasn't really exciting business for me anymore. It became more of a cost per lead transactional business. Colleges would pay for the student leads instead of just general advertising. And it just really was not that exciting for me anymore. Uh, so I sold it. And that was in 2016, about five years ago. Um, and then I ended up starting another company called Avanti, which means move forward in Italian. So very similar to Next Step. And uh, that became a company that we would help people start and grow businesses. So I developed a coaching program for, for, for new business owners. 
We started doing events for businesses, right? We'd have all day speakers and sell uh, uh, sponsorships and all that great stuff. Started my podcast in, in October of 2016 as well. Back then, it was called the Avanti Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, and so we had a lot of services for entrepreneurs. It all, it all ended up, the, the biggest revenue generator kind of naturally came into entrepreneurs uh, wanting a, you know, uh, monthly events, right? So I ended up creating this monthly meetup in Rochester for entrepreneurs where they would pay an annual membership fee and we'd get together once a month after work, um, different locations, could be country clubs, other businesses. And the first hour-ish, we, you know, beer, wine, or d'oeuvres, networking. And then the second half, I bring in a speaker. Brilliant. Um, they could learn something. What did you charge for that, by the way? A thousand bucks a year. Yeah, th I think this is a great business development idea for people looking for local business clients or wanting to kind of facilitate yeah. and be that a local authority in their market where they can pull people together. We talk about Facebook groups a lot, but I, I still believe in the power of local meetups and marketing like that. It's awesome. Oh, it was wonderful. And it was an upsell for my coaching programs, uh, sponsors. We ended up getting a lot of sponsors. Um, and then we started, uh, we started kind of licensing the concept to different cities. So we went to Buffalo, Toronto, Burlington, Vermont, New York City, New Jersey. Um, and then COVID hit, right? And, yeah. you know, so now another disruptor to my business, you know, first it was that digital revolution killed my print. And then second, it was uh, a pandemic killed an in-person events, right? So right. put it online and uh, it just wasn't the same. Right. Because I think people were getting zoomed out, uh, not getting, you know, first first online event. We had like maybe 45 people. Second one was like maybe 30. And it just started to go down. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I certainly wasn't signing up any new members. Right. I mean, people. Were, yeah, so so here we are, you know, um, and uh, I'm you know surviving by doing uh, uh, contract gigs at companies. I'm doing still doing my podcast, which I love doing. Yeah. Uh, doing some coaching programs for people that want to start podcasts. Um, and then uh, looking as we hopefully come out of COVID, you know, as we record this live here, um, about three weeks ago, we were all like, yay, it's over. And now this thing called the Delta variant looks scary, right? So right. Um, are we coming out of it? I hope so. Maybe we tripped and fell and we're going to get back up again. Uh, but I do have some new ideas on how to, you know, rise like the Phoenix again. Yeah, love it, love it, and I mean, you're a uh, you're in the trenches with all the entrepreneurs that are also watching this, doing the same thing they're doing, which is, I hate the overused term of the word pivot, but maybe it's maybe it's what Jeffrey Gitter, Gittimer, our mutual friend, calls shifting. You got to shift, not pivot, right? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and be flexible enough to do that. Uh, one of my favorite chapters in your book was written by um, Susan Doyle Ingram, and she wrote a book called. Uh, uh, overcoming betrayal. So I have a couple notes on it and I, it resonated with me because uh, she had some really good lessons out of that chapter. But I, I remember having a different type of adversity when I started my uh, marketing agency back in 2010, I had a couple of uh, business partners I started it with who had smaller percentage ownerships, but nonetheless ownership in the business with me. Uh, and both had an element of portrayal, uh, over the, uh, my first year and a half of starting. She talks about in the book, how, uh, somebody that she'd kind of poured her soul into helping, uh, and, and working with ended up, uh, kind of, you know, betraying her in, in business and how that took 
I think like 90% of her clients are uh, behind her back. And I faced something similar to that. And I think that when people look at the, the entrepreneurial road, they, they maybe when they're starting their business, they don't anticipate having some of these hurdles uh, or obstacles, a pandemic <laughs> popping up, the digital revolution popping up, betrayal in a business where it could be anything from somebody taking your clients or taking your money. In my case, it was a little bit of both. Uh, how do you, how do you overcome that? So what are, what's, you know, you have such an optimistic mindset. You interview people that have this unstoppable mindset. Uh, you know, I know, um, Karen Calder's chapter was also one of my favorites. She talks about, you know, turning, uh, what's called a setback to come back and, talks about reversing your self-sabotaging habits and thoughts, but what would be some mindset advice you'd give to people who are watching, who, who need to kind of figure it out between the ears? Yeah, there's, you know, you're, you're making me think of this, uh, this famous, uh, uh, comic drawing of, it's like a pelican trying to swallow a frog. (laughs) Did you ever see this where the frog was like, holding onto the pelican's neck and like won't go down and it's like never give up. Right. Yep. And I feel like that frog, uh, you know, I, I quite often, right. And as a lot of entrepreneurs do, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it's, you know, it's, um, you know, uh, every day is a, is a new challenge. Um, some, some times are absolutely wonderful. And uh, sometimes we're, we just have no idea how we're going to make it to the next day. Um, and those same exact feelings can happen within hours of each other, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and so, um, so if you are a true entrepreneur, you, um, you, you for some bizarre reason, uh, that becomes your drug of choice, right? Like you just, you know that you will find a way to, to carry on. Right. And we're survivors. We're survivors. Right. Um, we're like cockroaches, you know, 10,000 years later, here we are. Right. <laughs> we're still here or whatever. I don't we're not know. going away. We're not. Yeah. And uh, the pandemic. Yeah. And, 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 and even if there are spurts of time when, um, you know, you have to go get a, a, a job or, you know, or, or not, not be an entrepreneur for a while. Um, you still have hopes and dreams that you will be one again soon. Right. And, uh, so it's just a matter of, uh, like, am I being the full entrepreneur that I want to be right now? No. I mean, we're, you know, in a pandemic and I, I really can't do everything that I want to do right now because, you know, I love, um, getting together and hosting hundreds, if not thousands of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, you know, as I come out of, as we come out of COVID, I have dreams of, of planning some, you know, some, some retreats where, you know, we're all together and we're doing, you know, we're in Denver on a dude ranch or we're in Sicily, you know, exploring old Roman ruins or climbing Mount Etna. Like that's the stuff I want to do with entrepreneurs. Now I want to, I want to combine learning with adventure. And, um, and, and so I was, feeling pretty good about it until we heard this new phrase, the Delta variant, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So am I still planning? Absolutely. But you know, when am I going to feel confident to put that stake in the ground? I don't know. Hopefully soon. Right. So it's del- but, uh, delayed, delayed gratification, but I'll be the first to go on the adventure with you. All right. All right. Sounds good. We'll put you on the list. <laughs> Side note, Justin says, what's the story behind the name Gonzo? Oh, great question. So 
um, I went to University of Buffalo, 1987 to 91, and I was in a fraternity called Sigma Alpha Mu. And uh, we actually used our fraternity name. So I was named, you know, by the brothers at the time, Gonzo. Uh, and we actually, like, th- that was our name in college. Like, if you ran into, let's say you ran into a, a woman uh, who now would be about 51 and said, oh, did you know David Mamano in college? She'd probably say no. Oh, did you, did you know Gonzo? Oh, yeah, I loved him. Like, that was our, those were our names, right? Yeah. And uh, I still run into people from college. We still hang out a lot, fraternity brothers, and I'm Gonzo. And, uh, uh, and so why Gonzo? Well, I would like to think it was because of Hunter S. Thompson, you know, Gonzo journalism. Uh, but in reality, it was because I uh, apparently, not so apparently, look, especially then, looked like the Muppet Gonzo. Uh, <laughs> you know, this thing is, is not tiny. And uh, so they, they very lovingly named me Gonzo after the Muppet. <laughs> That's that's funny. Great story. <laughs> Great story. What's um? Tell us what you're um. You know, without taking one an example from the book, maybe something a different example that's not in the book. One of your favorite, um, kind of overcoming adversity stories that you've heard. Um, from from me personally, or from somebody else? From somebody else. Um. Well, you know, I I I like to go back to somebody who we all know, and I and I I've met him, but but it was you know years ago, and I'm, I'm sure he won't remember me. But, uh, you know, whenever you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V tell his whole story. Yeah. Um, you know, he tells about when he was first getting started in, in the whole social media world in doing videos that, you know, nobody was watching his videos. I think he talks about his first video that he put on YouTube got like three views. Right. Yeah. And he was like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, this is not going to work. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Uh, but lo and behold, you know, he stuck with it. Right. And I think that's a great message of endurance and to, you know, even though when something is not working and you feel like you're crashing and burning, like just keep on walking forward. You, you never know. I mean, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, Winston Churchill has a great quote when you're walking through hell, you know, don't stop. Right. Yeah. So uh, and I think that's the lesson of crashing and learning is, is don't crash and burn, crash and learn, continue to move forward. And it's, you know, there's, you look at examples, like I think every famous person that has made it big, uh, has, you know, dozens of stories when they were like, what the hell am I doing? I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Uh, but they can, they keep on going forward. You know, um, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Brian Scudamore, who you may have heard of. He was yeah. on my podcast. He talks about how, you know, they, they grew the company to a certain level and then everything stopped. It just didn't grow anymore. And he thought he was like, that was it. He, and he thought he was failing. And what he had to do was very difficult is he let all the people go that helped him build the company to that level, which was so hard, right? These yeah. were people that were friends and put in blood, sweat and tears, but they were the right people to get him from zero to maybe 2 million, 3 million, but they weren't the right people to get him to a hundred million. And uh, so he, he had to really make the difficult decision to let everybody go and kind of start over. Right. And, uh, uh, so I thought that was incredible for uh, for him to do. And every entrepreneur that I've talked to has a story like that. You know, Ed Milet I interviewed, right? Yeah. Ed Milet was so broke that he was living in a hotel with his fiance at the time. And he was so broke that they shut off the water. And they, uh, they had a shower and brushed their teeth in the pool, right? Uh, how insane is that? Now that the guy's worth like $500 million, he's got two massive houses, Ferraris, planes. I mean... So, you know, 
so it just talks about being obsessed with success and not not letting it with a you know pretty he was probably pretty inspired to get a job when they shut off his wire right but you know right. <laughs> yeah uh, but just keep on keep on going man you know great story i i, I know ed my i didn't know his story that's an interesting share yeah yeah um, I, mean, I interviewed grant cardone on my show mm-hmm. and yeah you know, he was bottoming out with drugs and alcohol yeah you know, and his mother his mother said i never want to see you again until you're clean and you know and she meant it and he knew it and that was the inspiration for him to you know get his act back get his act together and look at him now right yeah so these are very famous successful people that completely crashed like hard yeah when your water is shut off like you know you don't realize how much you use water until it's shut off right (laughs) (laughs) right you know justice says never underestimate the hunger and drive Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah, and so if you just joined us, he's he's we keep talking crash and crash and burn and crash and learn, right? So the name of his book is Crash and Learn. You can buy it on Amazon. I'll put a link in the comments. I'll put a link in the podcast notes. Don't worry, so you'll be able to get it from there. Uh, I'd like to also ask you a little bit about your take, since you have this background of working and helping and seeing a path, and for uh, young the young generation high school student, students who are thinking about college, what's your take on college nowadays? Do you skip college and just become an entrepreneur if that's your goal? Do you think college is worth it? Should parents be, you know, uh, advising their kids to get a good education and go and go to college? What's, this is a tough one. I have, I have nine children and I've got <laughs> seven of them still in the home under the age of uh, 17 uh, one going into a senior year, looking at schools. What's your advice? So, and and is asked the question. You know, maybe do I even really need to go to college? You know, and that's a, it's actually a tough one to answer nowadays for me. So I'm, I'm putting you, I'm putting you on the spot, David. Yeah, no, no, I think that's a great question. And and somebody that's a believer in education. Uh, uh, I'm a believer in lifelong education. You know, I think this concept of let's pay sixty grand a year for for four years and then we're done, uh, and maybe another hundred grand for grad school, um, is definitely um, a man-made creation to make money, right? Mm. Um, and it really doesn't fit in a lot of doesn't make sense for a lot of people these days. Now, there there are some um, you know. Uh, careers where you you need you need to go to college, right? Like yeah. I don't want a doctor operating yeah. on me that hasn't. Yeah, so I'm seeing the comment. He agrees, right? Justin agrees. I don't want a doctor operating me that hasn't gone to medical school, right? You know, I want my I want my lawyer, my CPA to to have studied law and accounting, right? Yeah. But for each one of those, there are probably you know 97 students that went to school for psychology. Or hey, sociology. Hey, yeah. heart close to home here. <laughs> well, I swear to God, ask next time you're at a restaurant, ask your waiter who is 22 yeah. years old what he or she majored in. And they're probably going to say communications, acting, theater, sociology, psychology. psychology. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, like, all right what the, and you're a waiter. And you owe 800 bucks a month in student loans for the next 30 years, <laughs> you know? And so did those people really need to go to college? Right. Now I'm not saying don't learn, but maybe, you know, 
create your own learning path? Like what interests you? Can you just take courses on that stuff, you know, for your, for your whole life? You know, I mean, you, you could take non-accredited classes at most colleges online in person. Uh, You know, most cities now have these, like these learning centers where you can go and take classes. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not saying don't learn, like definitely learn, but is the, um, you know, age old journey of, you know, four years of college uh, right for everybody. I'm going to say no at this point because of the cost too. Because like when I went yeah. to UB, I went to SUNY Buffalo University at Buffalo. It's a state school. It was it literally with, with room and board, it was 5,000 a year. And then when <laughs> I graduated, it made it up to 5,500 a year. Right. Nice. You know, so now even these state schools are like almost 30 grand a year, let alone a private school. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So, uh, it, you know, is it, you know, do you want your architect to go to school? Yes. Your doctor? Yes. But, you know, I'm going to say guys like me and, and, and maybe you too, who are, are, are businessmen, right? Um, we can learn a lot, like on, you know, in the streets, we'll say, right? By just doing it. Uh, and joining organizations like EO, Vistage, yeah. uh, et cetera. Uh, watching podcasts like this to learn more, reading books to learn more about what you got to do to be a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. Finding a business coach, you know, you, you uh, use the term uh, growth specialist in your, in your uh, bio on your website. I put your website link, davidmomano.com here on the screen. I'll put in the comments. It'll be also in the podcast notes. The, the uh, you know, that's, you know, uh, Justin wrote, you know, join, find a coach or join a mastermind to kind of to what you're saying. And you'll learn more, if not much faster and a much more condensed period of time. Right. Uh, from some people that are in the trenches, having these real world experiences. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. No, there's, there's coaches, there's, there's mentors. Uh, there are, uh, uh, you know, just, or Joe was saying doing, um, Absolutely. Uh, mastermind groups, retreats, um, best way, best way to learn. Absolutely. Thomas is asking, what's the turning point in a crash and what inspires to go ahead? Well, I think just, you know, the turning point is when you decide, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, I'm going to get up. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to drink a lot of water. I'm going to surround myself with positive people. I'm going to get back on top again. No turning back. Uh, you know, because it's it's really easy to get consumed with the, the fear and anxiety of a failure. Uh, but, you know, you need to regroup and just, you know, even though you don't know how you're going to do it, you need to continue to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, David. David, we're running out of time, but man, what's one thing you would tell somebody who's a struggling entrepreneur right now? What would be the last piece of advice you'd give them so they could hold their head up high and go out there and pursue their dreams? Go, go do something right now that brings you joy and energy. That's Love what it. I would say, because you're going to feel tremendous after that. And it's going to inspire you to do more of it. And can that be your business? Love it. Beautiful. <laughs> let's, end, let's end on that. That's fantastic. I hope everyone goes out gets the book crash and learn by David Mamano and make sure you subscribe to his podcast, the Gonzo experience. He's a fantastic. In fact, I'm learning. Uh, I'm new to podcasting. You know, this is like my 35th or something episode. I'm still kind of new to this, but uh, been learning a lot by listening to how you uh, listen and work with the guests. 
You got a terrific podcast. I think you should keep doing it, David. And look forward to seeing what your next venture is and and participating in it if we get an opportunity to. I appreciate everyone being on the show. And, uh, you know, David, stay with me. And I'll talk with you here after the show. Everybody else, I'll see you next time. Tune in next week for the Not Your Average Joe Show with international business mentor Joe Soto. Thank you.